Welcome to the Daily Dive Weekend Edition. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and every week, my producer Miranda and I explore the top stories making waves in the news, and some that are just plain interesting. We connect you with the journalists and people who know the story, and bring you news without the noise, so you can make an informed decision. You can catch a new episode of The Daily Dive every Monday through Friday, and it's ready when you wake up. On the weekend edition, we will be bringing you some of the best stories from the week. This is my favorite story of the week, not for the deception, but just because it's a story of three crazy people. I'm talking about Mark D'Amico, Kate McClure, and Johnny Bobbitt. They're the three people that started a GoFundMe campaign to help the homeless veteran Johnny Bobbitt after concocting a story saying he gave Kate McClure, who ran out of gas on the side of the road, he gave her his last $20. She was able to get home. And it was a very nice story of a good Samaritan. They started a GoFundMe page to raise money and help him turn his life around. They ended up raising over $400,000 from over 14,000 people. Things started to go a little south. They were saying, hey, uh, Johnny Bobbitt isn't getting all of his money. He sued them because he wasn't getting what was due to him. Everything fell apart there. And then we slowly found out that it was all a scam. So my producer Miranda joined us to see where it all started to unravel. We've covered this on our podcast a couple of times, including the last time we spoke about it was when the lawsuit talk started happening. Right. And that's where this whole thing started to unravel. Once the conversation about a lawsuit happened, then the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office had to conduct an investigation and they looked into bank records and more than 60,000 text messages between McClure and D'Amico, the couple. Those text messages will always get you. Right. You down. And that's what and that's what happened. Uh, Johnny Bobbitt had said, hey, they raised all this money. They're not giving me the amount of money I'm actually due. And that's why he made that lawsuit saying, I, I need to get some of that money back. Let's start at the beginning, because at the beginning, it seemed like this was a good intention. McClure and D'Amico knew Bobbitt before concocting this gas station story because they liked to go to a casino called the Sugar House. And Johnny Bobbitt liked to panhandle at the freeway off ramp and they would see him occasionally. They'd give him money, but they spoke about him in text messages like, I can't stop thinking about that guy. We should try to figure out a way to help him get his life back together. Yeah, I love it because in these text messages, it said that they did want to help him get him, among other things, food, clothes, a Nintendo Switch. Sure, why not? A job and a home. And then that's they started the uh, paying it forward GoFundMe page. Right. And here's where the problem was, is that McClure and D'Amico may have originally intended to help this guy, but they also wanted to help themselves at the same time. They were both severely in debt. McClure made $43,000 at her job. D'Amico hasn't filed a state tax return since 2015. But when he did, he recorded an income of $15,000 and both had been borrowing money from family members in the weeks leading up to the GoFundMe campaign. Right. And as soon as they got all this money, they immediately started paying off their debts to family members, other nice. people. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do, if you're going to do that, uh, at least, you know, make use of it. When they started it, they had made a goal of $10,000. And when they finally paid off all their debts, it was about $9,800. So, you know, it's all these motivations are coming together. Right. Here's the next bit, Oscar, was that they spent $400,000 Guess how long it took him to spend it? It was just months, yeah, right? Because we were following months. the story. 400 grand gone in four months. McClure and D'Amico spent it on vacations and a new car and purses and things of that nature. And Bobbitt also spent the funds that he got really quickly. He got a bank account with $25,000 deposited and then another $31,000 deposited. And those were all just 
gone in weeks. From the text messages between McClure and her boyfriend, D'Amico. In a year, you'll be laughing about when you blew hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why would you be texting this stuff? Good Lord, these people are stupid. Yeah. Another big part of the story was that they were going to help him get a house and all this stuff. I think at one point they even said, oh, you know, he bought a house and it's like the greatest thing ever. Johnny Bobbitt never bought a house. Books and movie deals were in the works. You could see that a mile away. They were doing tons of news interviews and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had a proposed book deal, and from there they got a recommended lawyer from the literary agent, and through the GoFundMe campaign, McClure kept promoting their feel-good story. They appeared on places like Good Morning America, the BBC, Megyn Kelly today, even going as far as reaching out to Ellen DeGeneres, asking her to have them on the show because they just kept wanting money put into their account. Mark D'Amico is a big time gambler. I know Johnny Bobbitt was accusing him of having a problem gambling. Right. Almost a quarter of the money, that $400,000, was withdrawn at or near the casinos, the Sugar House and Vegas. They took a New Year's vacation to Las Vegas, and that alone accounted for more than $20,000. Wow. So the funny part to me about this is that Kate McClure immediately started telling her friends and her family that this was all a farce. She'd said to her friend who texted her, you know, this story is going to backfire. And Kate said to her, yeah, I know. Ha ha. Just keep quiet about the gas money. Nobody who knew them believed any of this story. And even Johnny Bobbitt, came to them and said, guys, the heat is getting thick right now. People are asking me questions. I don't know how to respond. Should we skip town? We need to get out of here. Well, because he had no more money, he spent it all and they didn't have any more to give him. So he was back panhandling. So people who have been seeing him on Megyn Kelly today are wondering why is this guy who just bought a house standing at the bottom of the freeway again? On their part, GoFundMe has said that they are going to refund all the money that those over 14,000 people donated So that's nice there. And we'll just have to end up seeing what happens to the three scamsters at the end of this. If they hadn't stabbed each other all in the back, they'd be very wealthy people today. And uh, this, I think they're still going to get a movie deal. And I, for one, will go see that. Thanks, Miranda. Thanks, Oscar. There has been some updates since we did that story. When this whole thing started, Kate McClure and Mark D'Amico were boyfriend and girlfriend. Now they're exes. Mm -hmm. And now he refuses to leave the house that they were living in. Yeah, they were renting Kate's grandmother's house, and she does live nearby in Florence. The grandmother's name is Leslie D'Angelo. But what's interesting is that as soon as they got raided in September, they started to split up. The couple broke up, and the grandmother served D'Amico with a notice to quit on October 2nd, advising him that the lease had been terminated. She was evicting him. You must leave this rented property immediately, the notice said. And D'Amico said to her that he'd be out by November 1st. Well... It's the end of November. He's still living in there. She's got a court order to get him out. Oh, man. He also didn't show up for his court appearance on Monday, by the way. That guy needs to get out of there. The other thing we said multiple times, they all started turning on each other. Mm -hmm. And Kate McClure, she's all lawyered up now. She's saying that she was duped into this whole thing. At first, they did want to help out Johnny Bobbitt. And then, you know, Johnny Bobbitt and her boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, took the plan haywire after that. So her lawyer released some audio to Good Morning America. This audio proves that she's innocent, they say. Let's hear that real quick. You started the whole thing. You did everything. I had no part in any of this. And I'm the one 
Taking the fall. How much are you spending calories? $2,500. I broke even on that. I'm getting $3,700. So just right there is $40,000. Now you want to talk about everything else? Like you act like you didn't spend a dollar. Stop. I'm not acting like that. I'm not acting. I never said that I didn't spend a dollar. You don't go to jail for lying on TV, you dumb But who made me lie on TV? Who cares? As I said, they were all turning on each other. But the thing that's interesting about this is that she started recording this audio after investigators already discovered that they spent all of that $400,000. Well, you can hear him trying to rack up her bill saying, well, you spent $3,700 in California and $40,000 in Vegas. And he was he was counting her money, too. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. They're all throwing blame at each other. Her lawyer alleges, though, that this was an abusive relationship. So she had to go along to get along. Yeah, but when you're knowingly spending all that money, I'm not she, buying it either. Part of a lot, of, I mean, I think it was eleven thousand dollars that they she spent on designer handbags. Yeah, come on. The last part of it is she got suspended from her job. Yeah, I didn't know this, Oscar, but she works for the New Jersey Department of Transportation. She has a government job. She's a receptionist. And when they started opening this inquiry into her, they can't take any of this heat. Her lawyer calls it standard protocol, and that he warned her this could happen, and that losing her job has been a traumatizing but as of right now they confirmed it on wednesday mcclure has been suspended we'll see how this all turns out i mean i don't know if they're gonna get jail time or try to i mean have to pay the money back they don't have any more money now it's all so gone. yeah so we'll see how it goes The holiday season is upon us, and the shopping season is also here. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. There's so many deals, and it's so hard to find them all. We spoke to tech columnist for USA Today, Mark Saltzman. He's been on the show many times. He took a look at several free apps that can sniff out great deals, give you cash back on stuff, display coupons, reward you in other ways just for using them. So here's Mark with some tips on apps to get for the holiday shopping season. Let's face it. There's nothing worse than buying something and then finding your friend bought it for a lot less. That right. exact same thing. <laughs> or you buy it and then you realize somewhere somewhere else had it a lot cheaper and it's just a pain in the butt to try to return it. And you obviously want to do your research, but let these apps, these websites do it for you because you're busy and you're eating turkey and you're spending time with family and friends and watching football and doing everything else you want to do this long weekend. So there are a number of free apps that will show you the best deals, whether it's online shopping or offline at retail. There's no shortage of them. And they even work, obviously, post Cyber Monday. So leading up to the holidays and into 2019 as well. With that in mind, one of my favorites that I discovered not too long ago is one called Swag Bucks. So the premise is pretty simple. When you shop at one of the participating retailers that they work with, and it's everybody from Amazon to Walmart to Target and even smaller guys, you get some cash back by shopping there. So you get it through PayPal or a gift card. But the idea is that you shop at the places that you normally would shop at, but you just start at the app or you go to the website or there's a web browser plugin if you prefer a PC. But assuming it's an app, you just go to the app first, then you do your shopping and then you buy whatever you buy from Walmart. You take advantage of their aggressive Black Friday deals or Target's deal here or Amazon's Cyber Monday deals. And then you find that you will get money back. So the way it works is that they share the revenue that the app gets, that Swagbucks gets from the retailer by referring you. It's a referral program. They split that revenue with you. So you get 
what's called the SB points or swag bucks. And then you can (laughs) redeem those for real cash or gift cards. Now, this is deals that they have with retailers, not specific items that you have to buy. Yes, that's correct. This is for, you know, there's like 1500 retailers that they work with. So it's not for specific products, but it's for that retailer. But the the percentage back that you get can vary over time. But the point is, you're going to go to Amazon anyway. So you might as well get some money back in the process. Another one you profiled here is Flip. And this one was kind of uh, interesting. It seemed like the new version of extreme couponing almost like it'll get all the deals from your circulars and your paper circulars in your local area and help you get all those deals all in one place. Flip is for retail shopping, but it's a free app where the first time you use it, if you log in on a phone, it will automatically know where you are or you can type in your zip code and then it populates your screen with those circulars or flyers that we all get in the mail where This time, you don't have to get newsprint on your hands and take the scissors and go through them all, but it'll show you who has the best deals in your area based on what you're looking for. So whether it's a big box electronics store or a clothing chain or a home improvement center, it will show you automatically who has the best deals. And you can do a search by keyword, so you can write television or noise canceling headphones, and it'll show you the best deals, or type on the, what's called the smart shopping list, and type television, and it'll show you who has the best deals near you based on your geographic location. And that's great because sometimes local deals are different than some of the big national deals. So if your local Best Buy has like an influx of whatever thing, that'll help in those kind of situations. One of the other ones that you profiled was Ebates. My wife's uncle swears by Ebates. He was telling us about it maybe a year ago and he's like, oh man, I got all this extra money from here and then this extra money from this one. So he loves that one. Tell us about that one. Yeah. So it's similar to Swagbucks in that it is that referral commission. You start at the Ebates app and then you can shop online at your favorite places is for online shopping. So again, they have like over 2,500 different store partners. And this time of year, you can really get some good percentages back. So for example, while shoes.com would typically pay you 6% back on a regular time during the year, it's now maybe 12% that you get. So that could really add up. If you're going to buy that pair of $50 shoes, that's some decent cash that you're going to get back. You get it back in the form of a check every quarter or as a PayPal deposit, but it is every quarter. And the last one you have on your list is called Slick Deals, and they call it the largest deal sharing community on the web. Millions of people already use this website or app, but it is basically a forum for people to share discounts that they found, the best deals, the best coupons. So coupon cutting to the next level, if you will. But more than that, they have some exclusives. I I don't want to belittle it by saying it's just for coupon cutters. It's more than that. But it is for those who find like an amazing deal. Like if somebody finds a 70% off sale on a very cool gadget through Groupon or an Amazon one hour sale for, you know, something, a fire sale for 80% off. This is the place like Slick Deals that shows it all for you. It gets vetted by the app. You see it on the main page and it shows you and it, it all gets kind of voted right to the top. What are the best possible deals? So if you don't have a lot of time on your hands, their deal alert service is great because it also notifies you when a product that you're interested in hits a certain number. That one's great that the editors vet it so that at least, you know, it's a true deal and you're not, it's not some type of weird internet scam or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Good point. Thank you. Mark Saltzman, tech columnist for USA Today. Thanks for helping us be that much smarter. (laughs) My pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. Keeping on this shopping trend, this is going to be the first holiday season without Toys R Us, meaning parents hoping to nab those hottest toys better hit the stores early or you risk missing out on getting the top electronics, dolls, games for your kids and everything that's on their wish list. 
So I spoke to my producer, Miranda, to see how other companies are trying to pick up the business from their dying rivals. Companies like Target and Walmart have expanded their toy sections. And trust me, Oscar, I have noticed (laughs) when I try to go shopping with my daughter, Target reallocated 250,000 square feet of permanent retail space across 500 locations just for toys. And Walmart did basically the same. And it's because they're the only places where you can see these toys in real life before buying them. Costco started two weeks before Halloween. Kohl's, JCPenney, Best Buy, they're all shoring up shelf space for more toys. The reason why Toys R Us not being there is such an important factor is that Toys R Us, that is their business. They have toys year round. They have huge warehouses where they stock those toys all the time. These other retailers, Target, Walmart, they sell a lot of other stuff. Food now, I Mm -hmm. mean, clothing, home goods. So their warehouses are stocked with everything and they can't allocate that much space to just toys. They get very concerned with ordering toys for the holiday season in as early as July, September, because they get worried that they're not going to sell them and they're going to have to cut a huge loss after Christmas. Everything you don't sell, you have to sell eventually. And then that's when stuff goes on clearance. And that's not a bad time to buy it. But still good for for us, bad for them. Exactly. They say that so far, some of the hottest toys out there And these are funny. I had to look each one of these up. LOL surprise dolls. Mm -hmm. Have you seen these? Do you know what these are? Yeah, they're cute. They're like little tiny dolls and they have big heads and big eyes. Like like Bratz dolls almost, but they're like little kids version. Yeah. They look like Easter eggs. They come packaged in these pink Easter eggs and you don't know what you're getting until you get it. It's that surprise factor. Well, that's why they're called LOL surprise dolls. It's that surprise factor that the kid has. You don't know what it is, but inside it's a cute little doll. For real pets... You said your daughter has one of these? She has one. It's called Tyler the Tiger, and it's a life-size little tiger cub, and it's animatronic, and it's AI, so you can growl at it, and it'll growl back at you, and you scratch it, and it starts purring. They're very cute. I looked at a video of one of this. It does high fives. You can feed it treats. It says it has over 100 sounds and motions, Mm -hmm. and it even poops after you give it the treats. Oh, mine doesn't. Thank (laughs) God. I don't need anything else doing that. Don't step in it board game. This one is funny. So imagine this. You have a blindfold, then they give you these little Play-Doh poops and the plastic mat, and then you put the poops on the mat, and then (laughs) you walk blindfolded across the mat barefoot hoping to avoid the poop. And if you step in it, obviously like you lose. lose. Yeah. (laughs) So the goal is to just make it across, but look up these commercials on YouTube. They're hilarious. I'm going to get that for my So apparently that's like one of the hot sellers. A lot of people still say it's too early to tell which toys are going to be the hottest, but Target and Walmart, as we were saying, a lot of these other places picking up the slack are stocking up on uh, the toys such as these that are going to be tops on the list. And then a bunch of last year's favorites, but it's not just, toys where these stores are trying to monopolize lost market. Companies like Casper and even Kohl's and Lowe's are jumping in on the bankruptcy game. Lowe's is acquiring Craftsman, which was a mainstay of Sears. Kohl's is acquiring tons of makeup and they're getting into the beauty game because a department store based on the East Coast called Bonton also shuttered their doors. And uh, Casper is trying to take over for Mattress Firm, which filed for Chapter 11. Specifically on Lowe's, since Sears is going by the wayside now, they're estimating about $2.5 billion to $3 billion is up for grabs just in those appliances mm-hmm. and tools and things like that. Casper, as you mentioned, They're doing pop-ups in places like Nordstrom, where Mattress Firm had a presence before. Everybody's trying to pick up the slack, but those toys, if you don't want your kids to be nagging you, you got to make sure to get early (laughs) on. Get on it now. Thank you, Miranda. Thanks, Oscar. All right, that's it for us this weekend. Be sure to check out The Daily Dive every Monday through Friday. 
Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on Twitter and Daily Dive Podcast on Facebook. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow The Daily Dive on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Daily Dive is produced by Miranda Moreno and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this was your Daily Dive Weekend Edition.